I think the reply of that blind man, indeed the prayer of that blind man, might be mine and yours as we set out with Jesus on our Lenten pilgrimage up to the new Jerusalem. What is it? Lord Jesus, may I receive my sight. Begin to see the world, Lord. Begin to see myself. Begin indeed to see you in your light, for you are the light of the world. Begin to see everything through the lenses of your love. I don't know why, but this morning when I was coming on the tube, suddenly those words of song I think I used to sing when I was a boy I don't know where it comes from some of you may know it my eyes are dim I cannot see I have not brought my specks with me ah, that's the story in my life I think but yes those lenses what we need you see are bifocal lenses yes the knowledge of both sides of the brain that knowledge of the heart as Pascal calls it, that insight together with outlook, which alone reveals the full vision of God and the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. For truth to tell you no, we're all a bit spiritually blind, whether short-sighted or long-sighted. Short-sighted, but miss the bigger picture, of course, or long-sighted, but blind to what is under our nose, staring us in the face. Well, there he was, sitting on the roadside, a blind beggar in Jericho, a town on the pilgrim way up to Jerusalem. And Jesus himself was going up to Jerusalem as a pilgrim for the last time, to suffer, as he had told those disciples in the previous verses of the gospel passage today. What's going on? What's going on? The blind man asks the crowd. And notice their reply. It's very important. What do they reply? Oh, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. But notice, please, the blind man's reply as he shouts out, not Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus, son of David, Messiah, have mercy on me. Now who's blind? For the crowd, Jesus is the young rabbi from Nazareth, son of Mary and Joseph. Blind to what's right under their noses. None so blind as those who think they see, but with the blind eyes of the heart, an insight which has changed this man's total outlook on life. For him, yes, it's not Jesus of Nazareth, but Jesus, son of David. And later in his reply to Jesus, as he kneels at his feet, Lord, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And then again, look at this man's persistence, his tenacity, perseverance in the face of the opposition of the crowd. He simply refuses to be silenced. He shouts out again. And it's interesting that the word he uses for shout the first time in verse 38 in the Greek is just an ordinary loud shout to attract attention, which we often do. But the second time he says it, in verse 39 in the Greek, 
The word is the shout of ungovernable emotion, a scream, almost an animal cry, right from the gut, right from the belly. So this man's cry or prayer is from the heart. And of course, those sort of prayers go right to the heart of God, heart to heart. That's what real prayer is. The prayer of the heart, not just a few words off the top of our heads or an idle repetition of some set prayers. Psalm 130, out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O God. Lord, hear my voice, says the psalmist, doubtless from bitter experience. Lord, what does he shout? Lord, have mercy. Kyrie eleison. You know, that was the cry of the beggar in the ancient world in the days of Jesus. And it's as, it's as beggars, if you like, that we begin every liturgy. The choir of the seat again sang today, the Kyrie's, Kyrie eleison, Christe eleison, Kyrie eleison. And in the Book of Common Prayer, it says, Lord, have mercy and write all these thy laws on our hearts we beseech thee. You know you can have the threefold kyries three times. You can have the ninefold kyrie. But if you were a member of the Orthodox churches, particularly the Russian Orthodox churches, oh, they, they sing it two or three hundred times. Kyrie eleison, kyrie eleison, kyrie eleison. So rest assured that prayers from the heart are always heard in the heart of God, who as the Book of Common Prayer says, knows our needs before we ask and our ignorance in asking. And so now to the action and Jesus' response. What does he say? Receive your sight. Your faith has saved you or healed you. It could be translated. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, glorifying God. Bishop Irenaeus in the fourth century says this, the glory of God is a human being fully alive. And he also goes on to say, the glory of a human being is the vision of God. We shall become who we truly are when we see God as he truly is. Got it? <laughs> Do you see it? Ah, just stop to think of it. Yes, the moment the blind man sees, possibly actually for the first time in his life, if he's born blind, the moment he sees, he's looking into the face of Jesus, the God-man. Yes, indeed, a face-to-face -face encounter with the living God, the glory of God, as St. Paul says, in the face of Jesus. And you know, you may not know this, and many people don't. That is what our souls deep within us l truly long for. That's our ultimate desire, even if we don't know it or couldn't name it. St. Augustine said we were created by God and for God, and our hearts will always be restless till they rest in God. All our longing dear brothers and sisters, is to belong in our true home 
in the heart of God. And that's why, sadly, until we realize that and reach out to God in persistent prayer, we settle for all those substitutes. Yes, those substitutes we talked about at the beginning of Lent, sex, booze, money, the tin gods of our consumerist and idolatrous society. We settle for those, which can never, of course, satisfy the ultimate deep longing for God who longs for us. Can never find anything to fill that hole in our hearts, which is God-shaped. So that's why in Lent, we need to pray the prayer of that blind man. Lord, that I may receive my sight so that I can see and tell the difference between the substitutes and the counterfeit gods and the true and living God revealed in Christ. Lord, yes, that I may receive my sight. In this world, of course, our spiritual vision will always be impaired. As Paul said in that epistle we heard today, he says, now we see in a glass darkly, but then face to face, like that blind man. Now we know in part, he says, but then we shall know even as we are known. So in the meantime, and especially this Lent, let us also do what that blind man did. It says, immediately he followed Jesus glorifying God in the way, God on the way and all the way with Jesus who is the way to that new Jerusalem as we come to know him more clearly, love him more dearly and follow him more nearly day by day.